This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Hello, everybody. This is your AEW Dynamite review for July 7th, 2021. And man, of all the Dynamite reviews Sarah has to miss, it's this one. She did not make it back from vacation in time, so I'm having to do this solo. I cannot believe that of all the ones she's going to miss, it's going to be this one. Unbelievable. Ahem, um, hello? 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 Excuse me? <laughs> you made it! I'm All here. right. Just in time. Yes, Just in back. time. Back again. Sarah's <laughs> back. Tell AW. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to finish that. <laughs> Welcome back, Sarah. Welcome Thank back. Thank you. I mean, Y'all miss me? I'm sure somebody did. Sure somebody did out there. <laughs> somebody. Wah, wah, wah. I hear crickets. I hear crickets. I know. No, so I, do I. I did. I did miss you. I did miss you. Of course, I didn't have to do any shows without you or anything. <laughs> like that, we we did have to skip the Q and A, but uh, yeah, but yeah. I did miss going back and forth. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. It's been radio <laughs> silence because I I knew after watching that dynamite, I knew she couldn't watch it for. Is I mean. It's almost like a full day you had to go really yeah. without watching, right? So I came back that's, early that's, as well. <laughs> but I knew I was like, it's oh, it's gotta be agony. The fact that she should she knows she should be watching this and I wanted to tell you so much, but I couldn't I know. Oh. I, I literally saw like oh. notifications popping up and I just ended up turning off my phone. Cause I was like, I can't I can't even like because my notifications show me like some of the texts that people put. So I was like, yes. I can't even look at my phone. So I literally yeah. turned it off and just played Animal Crossing. That is literally what I did. <laughs> I remember I sent you a message because yeah. I tagged you in something. And I knew there was a spoiler in that. And I said, whatever you do, do, do not. not look at do not look at what I just tagged you in. Don't, I mean, yeah. I knew you wouldn't, but I still had I wanted to make sure you knew because Yeah, because um when that message came through, my husband saw it and he went Apparently, what he says, whatever you do, do not go on Twitter. And I was like, what's he tagged me in? <laughs> yeah, don't. Just don't Quit warning. replying to you going, all right, I'll see you. I'll see what you're doing. Because it was something big, as you all oh know now. God. It was something major. Guys, AEW's back on the road with the Road Rager in Miami yes. this week. Yes, first show Wasn't back on so the road. We had seen... Like from a completely different angle, because I'm so used to seeing Daily's Place angles and stuff. When I started watching it, obviously I just drove home and I was a bit tired, and I literally dumped all my stuff and just like <laughs> left left the husband to like do what he needed to do, and I just sat down, <laughs> turned on my Wi-Fi, turned on my TV, and then I was like, right, and I was all geared up, thinking, oh, it's Daily's Place, because I forgot. And then yeah. those camera angles, it's like, wow, uh, I feel really bizarre right now. It's like, where am I? What am I watching? <laughs> God, so amazing oh, so to, to be back on the road again. 
to be so back good. on the road again. Full crowds as uh, well, man. Full oh, so house. Good. It looked like looked like it was packed. Yeah, like it was packed. So and the crowd was You're great. Brilliant. Um, yeah, absolutely on fire. This show, I mean, we had tables, we had chairs, we had a debut, oh. a major debut. Oh. We had Cody, Cody getting KO'd, but not by yes. QT. <laughs> And we had a whole bunch of cowboy shh. Yes. But, but y'all, before we get started, take a breath. Before we get started, don't forget to check out all of our content that we have out each week. Our dynamite reviews, like you're listening to right now. We have topic discussions. We do QA's, even though we missed last week's, but we yeah. do QA's each week. We will have a rampage review after rampage starts on August 13th. And we do pay-per-view previews and reviews. So make and we sure try to check and do interviews. <laughs> and we uh, every now and then, we, we, we'll sneak in an interview. So mm. definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, and also follow us on Twitter if you can, if you want to. Why not? You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can! <laughs> You know, I always ask you a question before we start. So, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, mm-hmm. what is the capital of Thailand? It's Bangkok, <laughs> baby! <laughs> Seriously, are you ready to talk some dynamite? I am. Oh, let's go. <laughs> All right. The show started with the South Beach strap match between Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. And this was finally... It feels like this is finally putting an end to the feud between the factory and the nightmare family. A lot of whipping going on in this match, as you would as you would imagine with a strap match. A lot of whipping yeah. going on. But it finished with uh, QT when he spit in Cody's face, and anybody's going to get pissed off when they get yeah spit in their face. But this this got the American Nightmare fired up, and Cody gave QT not one, not two, but three crossroads to put him down. Then he proceeded to slap all four corners for the victory. Sarah, how did you like this match as an opener for this Road Rager? It was always going to start with Cody on the first show back, wasn't it? Always going to start. I didn't think it was. I, di- I didn't anticipate this being the opener, but now that you mentioned it, it, yeah. I don't know why it didn't. It was so obvious. <laughs> I, in my head, I had like Andrade opening the show. Like no. his debut, because I thought that match at the end, but I, I don't know, I, di- I didn't, it, now that you say it, it makes sense, though, Cody having yeah. that first entrance. Yeah, it does, and it does also, make also, I will give props to Cody, thank you very much for bringing back the entrance. The only yes. entrance that should ever be for Cody is the it, entrance. Yeah, very good um, entrance. And QT did not get an entrance, by the way. No, I know. Point that out. <laughs> Poor QT. He was just like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, I know. I saw him standing in the ring, and I was like, dude, what is this? Like, did, oh, bless did, him. Did, is he the, like, the local, the local guy? He's local that got no talent entrance? now. Yeah, the local talent. That's what I thought. I oh, like, my oh, God. That was hilarious. Uh, yes. Yeah, this was a good opening match. Um, you know, it's Cody Rhodes against QT. Um, yeah. It was fun. It's not as full throttle as some of the opening matches that have been on first. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, you know, you can't always have them mega, like, full throttle things every single week. And it was the first match back for the first time on tour, if you want to say that. Um, yes. So it was always going to be 
Cody versus whoever he was going to versus anyway. Um, I should have so, known. I should have yeah. known. I mean, Should've dude, known. how long have you watched wrestling for? It was. I know. I don't know. I just. I, I wasn't thinking about that. Did you not remember sense. who Cody Rhodes is? I uh, know. No, I should have. Darn it! Uh, but yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm not a huge fan of strap matches, person. Um, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. But it's I don't, just like it has okay. to be the right people. <clears throat> Well, I'm just not a fan see. of the old school, the slapping four corner strap matches, yeah, dog collar match, that kind of thing. I like, I like the violence of, of mm. them being strapped together and that you being used as a weapon. It's yeah. just the four corners rule. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you're not familiar, you didn't watch the show, by the way, the rule in a normal strap match is the winner has to touch all four corners consecutively mm-hmm. without being interrupted. So if you get interrupted by your opponent in the middle of touching the corners, it starts over. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm not just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of that. I like the dog collar, dog collar match, or if you did mm. a strap match similar to the dog collar match where you strap together, but yeah. you don't have to touch all four corners. I'm cool with that. Just, I, I think the only reason why I wasn't like, because <clears throat> I, I like anything that, you know, can is a bit different and includes violence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cause that's who I am. Um, Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, the only thing I think was a bit like eh with this is we've seen Cody be whipped by MJF. We saw him True. in a dog collar match with Brody Lee and he got like, True. you know, beaten around with a thing. He gets whipped with his own um, weight belt sometimes. So it's True. not something shocking to see Cody Rhodes getting whipped on his back. Uh, <laughs> seems like he puts himself in these situations a lot. And yeah. I'm beginning to wonder if that's a thing for him. Oh. But, um, <laughs> Wait, what are you insinuating? Hey, what, what anybody what? does in their private lives <laughs> and they're adults, hey, I don't know. No mind. judgment. No, no judgment. judgment. No judgment. Yep. But yep. Um, just a bit Do weird. Um, that Let your freak like, flag you know, fly, Cody. <laughs> that um, it's just like we, we've, seen, we've seen this before, so it wasn't kind of like mega shocking or like you know kind of out there for me it was what it was so it was a good match it was just I think if you want to do a strap match with somebody that you've not seen being hit with a piece of material before that it would make more of an impact personally somebody and somebody did get color in this match and it wasn't Cody I know shockingly Mm. um yeah it was cutie so Beautiful. A good match. Enjoyed it. So, uh, is, is this feud over just, with? I hope, really hope so. Um, because there's only so much you can do with this. But then again, we haven't seen Antonio Gogo for a while. So, yeah. No, I, I, I haven't been as, as crazy about this feud necessarily. There's been some moments that have been kind of cool. Mm. Uh, but I do appreciate how, you know, this feud started with. Lee Johnson, when he was giving thanks to everybody mm. who helped, and he the only yeah. one he didn't think was QT. It started yeah. there, and this is where we came to. I like it, mm-hmm. just that little subtle thing and QT in the background making the face, you know, like really. But that's something the that AEW is really good at. It's picking up yeah. on them like tiny little details. Yes, and yeah. that like I, if you don't watch it like how we watch it. I was like, if you're mm-hmm. like you always say, if you're a casual fan, you won't pick up on these stuff. But if you're mm-hmm. invested, like 
we are and like a lot of the people that listen to us and talk to us on Twitter are, you yeah. can see how these things can build up from like a look or from a comment or anything like that. And I, that is like one of the reasons why this company and project is absolutely fantastic because you just never know where something's going to start from. And most of the time, it's not even from anything ginormous. It's just very organic. It's not like this angle and go. It is very, very organic. Yeah. And it it has that real world feel because of that being organic. And it, it pays to pay attention because I, I remember that, really that night seeing Q, QT's reaction and thinking, man, Lee Johnson thanked everybody except for him. I said, he looked kind of mm-hmm. ticked off. And then here we are. All that mm-hmm. time later, and we got this strap match with QT yeah. and Cody. So they pay off the details, mm-hmm. even even though I wasn't as crazy about the feud. I appreciate that. Yeah, hundred <clears> percent. You don't yeah. have to love everything, but you can hundred percent appreciate work and creativity. I know you appreciated this next segment. It was. Uh, I love this segment. Sean Spears was backstage, and it was from <laughs> earlier today. Uh, cut the promo, and he he doesn't like Sammy. And he's, he's no, fired up about telling not. Sammy that, yeah, <laughs> and told him that that he would he would get Sammy, but the opposite happened here because yeah. a chair flew into the picture like a freaking missile, and luckily Spears got his hand up just in time, but it still smoked him in the face. Beautiful. The chair got, yeah, the chair took Spears to the ground. Sammy walked in, unfolded the chair, sat down on it in front of Sean Spears, and said, "I got you." B word. <laughs> so keep it PC. Yeah. Keep it PC. I got you, B word. Yeah. I got so, you, B word. So I'm sure you enjoyed Sammy uh, slamming a chair into Psycho Sean Spears's face. I or just hand, whatever. Do you know what? I just I can't wait for this to properly ramp up. Mm. And now because we're back on the road, it seems like every single angle has been put into like tenth gear. It's just. It's going like everything yeah. is speeding up, but not to the point mm-hmm. where they're rushing it. It's now like, right, we have been on hold for like over a year and we've been drip feeding all these stories. And it's been amazing to have them drip fed to us. And sometimes you are a bit like, okay, we get it, like move on, move on, move on. We've not been able to do that because obviously the situation, mm-hmm. but now that we're back, I say now we're back, like we yeah. are part of AEW, but it's we're like, part of AEW. Yeah. Sarah, we are. Yeah. And AW. y'all are. Everybody is. We're all AEW. Yeah. It's like now that everybody's <laughs> back on the road and it's just like everything now is like, you know, at normal pace, but slightly accelerated, you know, just mm. to get that buzz going back up. Yeah, because we're at a yeah. proper pace now. Proper pace. Yeah. yeah. Instead it of feels slow really as it was. fast, but we're yeah. just going normal speed. Um, yeah. But I, I can't wait for this to properly kick off because <clears throat> Sammy is like the ultimate babyface right now. He's just mm-hmm. enough of being like Sammy Guevara, as in like he is still himself. Just the babyface side of him is just absolutely amazing. And in such contrast to Psycho Sean Spears, which I now want them to like name him that because <laughs> it's, it's just the eyes, man. The eyes are just yep. like piercing. Um, I, oh, just give me this so much. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a chairs match, aren't we? Is that what we're gonna oh get? Oh my god, this is where like you know, Sammy ends up 
being off for a while because he's just going to go to the extreme. I can tell. Yeah. I can. I can tell because he doesn't. Yeah. I think Sammy is very much like Darby Allen, but doesn't wear it on his sleeve as much. I think yeah. he does take them risks. Um, well, you can see he takes them risks. I mean, look at the match last week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Catapulted himself onto concrete. It's, so it's not part of his gimmick. It's just no. It's, 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 it's not, just him. It's not yeah. obvious. But yeah. when he when he gets that side out of him, he's just. It's just like you're kind of like, oh my god, mm-hmm. oh my god, like look at him go. Um, so yeah, and I, I want I want that kind of match with Sean Spears. I just want to see yep. how twisted and screwed up he can take himself. Because when we saw that Stadium Stampede match, and he was there in that chair room, and he was just looking like he was just like in a horror movie s type mm-hmm. of like. You know, beat the boss type room in like a really like horror movie video game yeah. or something. I know yeah, he, he was in he was reason, in Spears's domain. You know, yeah. Sort of for some like. reason, I felt like everybody was going. It's like music, and I was like, "Has nobody else seen what I'm? Is, am I the only person <laughs> comparing this to a horror movie? Like, yeah. is there something yeah. wrong with me?" Um, <laughs> but I legitimately, as soon as I saw that bit, I was just like, "Horror movie, Sean Spears, obviously." No, but it's like, no, it's like a musical. It's like. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I, I, I was one of those honestly because when I saw Spears like in this weirdly spotlight lit room standing on, I was like is he about to do like a chair dance like it's gonna get what and my, and my so, screwed up brain went horror movie of course <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking strip tease and you're like no kill him Whoa. kill kill <laughs> Okay. Like oh. Christian Bale in American Psycho. Go! Yeah. <laughs> God, what a great movie, by the way. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> if you've never seen American Psycho, go watch it. Totally worth it. Oh, Jared okay. Lowe. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Anyway, Don Callis. All right. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Don Callis was here. So was Kenny Omega, the AEW world champion. Mm. They were with Tony Schiavone. Who and once again, really does it. Again. <laughs> no, just got the microphone ripped right out of his hand. I think I think they uh, need to kind of change um, Tony Schiavone's like you know commentator slash interviewer it should be commentator slash hands off mic to people. Because <laughs> <laughs> Callis sent him to the corner, didn't he? I just know. In the corner. Like, I'm sure Dang. that's what you do with children. Like, I know. Poor Tony. I know, you I think you'd have a little bit of respect on his name, man. Yeah. So, but Callus and Omega basically gave a recap of what what was said last week that there is no one left for Omega to face in AEW. Mm-hmm. But Evil Uno interrupted him again and reminded Omega that he has a friend who is worthy of challenging. And then Omega asked Uno, "What's the capital of Thailand? <laughs> and what's the capital of Thailand, Sarah?" That's up, baby. Which was a this is such a line. random question to ask. I was it's just like, it's just like Kenny Omega in his head went, What's the capital of Thailand? And then it went, Bangkok, baby. <laughs> it's like he was asking but, himself, but out, yeah, like huh. externally. <laughs> I didn't yeah. understand. It was but, brilliant. <laughs> so the answer was Bangkok because Kenny Omega gave Evil Uno a low blow. Uno. Fell to his knees. The elite began beating down uh, Evil Uno in the Dark Order. Eventually, <laughs> Uno is left alone in the ring with uh, the elite. 
the good brothers, uh, Don Callis and Kenny Omega. And that is when the thing that happened that everybody has been wanting to happen for a long time, Hangman Adam Page's music hit, and that place erupted. Cowboy shiznis. The cowboy chants. Love that. My little stomach did flips over that. I was just like, (laughs) I'm so happy right now. Hangman ran down the ring wearing the most cowboy shirt you can imagine. <laughs> I don't even want to describe it. It was just a beautiful cowboy. I will describe it. Sure. Fringe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fringe. Very, just a lot very of fringe. Fringy. Very fringy. fringy. Yes. Fringy. So he hit the ring, cleared the elite out, and found himself standing on the apron, holding the rope in position for the buckshot lariat. With his former tag team partner, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, standing alone in the middle of the ring, and that's when the crowd really started getting crazy because you can mm-hmm. see it. Like, but he didn't do it. They both had a little bit of a stare down. Uh, Hangman got into the ring. They exchanged some words, and before it was all said and done, uh, Kenny Omega was finding his way out of the ring to get away from uh, Adam Page. So we what were left without physical confrontation. But yes, good point. It was a good callback. So. What did you think about all this? Okay, so... Other than being crazy excited. One, I love the fact the crowd then started chatting at Don Callis at the beginning. You got fired. (laughs) And his response to that was, real men don't quit, they get fired. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) It's so great because they're up to speed with the Impact storyline. I know. It says a lot about the fans, man. But I also would like to say, if any kids are listening, that is not the motto to live by. Like, no. <laughs> don't don't listen to Uncle Don. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so uh, Kenny Omega does listen off everybody that he's ever beaten. Um, but I've I've tweeted evenly you no, know, because I would like him to like be my friend to like hype me up. Because the way he just like entered. He's so like sophisticated. Oh, I was just yeah. like, hold my jacket. And I was just like, I love this guy. Like, seriously, can I just have him like walking like ahead of me for like, you know, probably like yeah. 10 steps forward and just like clearing my path and just like saying, I'm amazing. And, this is like, Sarah, I'm his everyone. Friend, this is Sarah. And I, you know, deserve this. And that. I was just like, I love him <laughs> so much. Please be my friend. Um, so I love that um, and then obviously you know your mates, the good brothers um, yep, yep, started yep. beating my friend um, yeah, they did. <laughs> that I've now decided Sorry. is my friend um, and then when when the crowd was shouting for Hangman I was like he's not, he's not coming because look at what happened last time and then he turned yeah. up and I literally went no <laughs> No, this is, is this happening? Are we actually, are we starting this part of the story? I know. Like, how long have we been waiting for this? Because last week I said we're going to have two two or three more teases before he actually comes out. And then, holy crap, they just pulled the trigger. That's some cowboy shit right there. Like, sorry, but this, like, Miami crowd got so much at this show. Like yeah. I'm, I was so hyped for it, but yeah. I'm also slightly jealous. jealous. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because I was just like, "Oh my god, I want to be there!" 
But no, yeah. I'm in the UK. Um, so, so yeah, when he was doing that, and then <laughs> that that callback to Revolution last year. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful little like just details, man. The details. Details. Like say it all the time. You know, like you have watched AEW, like. Like, if you've just started, you're probably not 100% going to get the references all the time. But if you, mm. like, was with it from the start, this is 100% rewarding so it much. Is. Like, because we had it with Max and Omega. We've now, we've had it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Like, every big mm-hmm. kind of, like, feud and storyline. We've had these mm-hmm. little callbacks. And it's just, like, when you remember them, you feel so, like... You feel dead smart that you've remembered them. And you're like, oh, my God, yeah. And then, like, you can just see, like, when you go on Twitter and stuff, you can just see everybody else, like, doing the same thing. And it's such, like, a little, like, family slash community feel. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I've never yeah. I've never felt that. Even in, like, like, like metal slash emo, whatever you want to call it, that I listen to, yeah. kind of communities, yeah. you, do, you get it when you go to the live gigs, but you don't necessarily get it online a lot because... Like music can be interpreted really differently for different people, but mm-hmm. this is just like straight up. Like there's one way yeah. to get at this, and that is it. So it's really nice when you like other people are going, yeah, exactly. I thought that. So I I love that. I was just like, oh, yeah. There's yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of connections on through yeah. Twitter over over these stories and just sharing the ideas mm-hmm. and thoughts. Yeah, you're cr- absolutely correct. It's like a family. So. Mm. Um, so when we do talk about an AEW family on Twitter, we're serious. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yep. So look about this this Hangman Omega feud. They they mm-hmm. got here quicker than I thought they were going to. I think mm-hmm. quicker than they than you thought and a lot of people yep. thought. I feel like it, do you feel like the first time they're gonna face is gonna be at all out? Are they gonna face a time before we get to all out? Are they gonna be two matches? Because they've they've gotten there quickly. We still have what six weeks until all out, or is it longer than that? That's it's a yeah, long it's a time to, off, isn't it? to build this. Here's here's my thought. Here's my thought, and I'm gonna throw this okay. out there, fantasy booking guys. So we have a first ma- a match with them and build it for a TV main event, like for a special mm-hmm. dynamite, right? Because mm-hmm. we set the precedence for this that titles there are world titles changing hands on dynamite because the yep. last time it changed hands was on a dynamite, right? So you yeah. you build up the anticipation for that match that, that it's going to happen. They're going to do this on Dynamite, and like title, the title is going to change hands. Hangman's going to beat him. But we've also there's been a thread with Kenny Omega is that there's always shenanigans in his match, almost mm-hmm. always I think, but normally there's outside interference that really helps Omega yeah. win the title as, as he did. Uh, admittedly, with Mox, you know, there was some uh, cheating going on there, and there really? has been in a lot. Yes, I'll admit that, but there also has been it. in the majority of his title defenses have had some kind of outside interference to help. Mm. So that's been a thread. So you set this this main event for a special dynamite up, and uh, Hangman falls short in this match because of outside interference. Um, so you do have some shenanigans that cause Hangman to lose. That then opens the door for eventual a rematch at All Out. But what do you do if there's been constant interference with a champion? 
in the past, what you do is you put a steel cage around people or a cell mm. in order to keep people out. We've built this whole mm -hmm. storyline that Kenny always has outside interference. And mm -hmm. old school booking was like you have this constantly happen to the baby face. And then the, the, the steel cage comes into play. So we finally get that fair match at All Out inside of a cellar cage where nobody can get in to help Kenny. And that's where Hangman mm. wins because it's clean and fair. So you could have I, I, the reason I'm thinking this is because you have we've started this so early. So it makes me think there's going to be one more hurdle for Hangman to get over still. And that could be he could face Omega and lose. Um, I'm not sure if it, but he would lose in the way I'm thinking, but I think that would you don't want to have just a rematch, a regular rematch at All Out. No. But if you, you would have to add a stipulation, something like that, or a gimmick, which would be the cell or the cage, and it would make sense with this story because, you know, Omega's had all this help. Well, now he can't have all this help with the cage, mm -hmm. which it sets it up. So, Yeah, I mean, my only concern about this is if we do it to the point where Hangman loses a first match mm -hmm. then technically if we're following the story kind of yes guidelines if you want then he should sink back into depression that's a good point it would still it would take him back down a peg or two um mm. but that, that could be part of the story they're going to tell is is maybe maybe we're expecting him to sink back down in depression and he doesn't i don't the know the only other way i think that they could do this and hold off a on this is which is a very Kenny Omega thing to do I think because the way that I look at it is look what happened when he was meant to face Moxley and he ended up facing him at full gear because Moxley had the infection in his elbow Yeah, Kenny Omega was like really like you know very harsh on the promo and stuff like that. Like, oh, you got a booboo in your elbow. I can actually generally see, like, Omega going, right, okay, we will have this, say, at Fight for the Fallen. All right? We'll have this match then. We'll have the world title match then. And then he feigns an injury that he can't do it. And then that then, like, you know, pushes it back. And then he's like, say Doc Sampson comes out and goes, no, you are medically cleared. And he goes, yeah, I know, but I, I don't want to do it just yet. Or something else happens. Yeah. So we get to all out. And by the point that Hangman's so frustrated that he gets, like, the match sanctioned by TK straight away uh -huh. as, like, a backstage segment that's been pre-recorded, not even yeah. TK to actually make an appearance, but just Hangman to walk out of the office with a thing yeah. and like deliver it to Kenny Omega in the ring type thing, like all out, it's booked, it's done, you can't get out of it. That type, I think your way is a really good way, and that's another really good way. I just, yeah, I'm just unsure which direction they can take because you don't yeah. want we've waited so long for this, you don't want to rush it forward. Yeah, you still need to dangle that carrot and that's like true. get people anticipated. Um, because. I would I worry, uh, yeah, where you would go storyline with mine if if you do have that him lose again. Yeah, that mm. would be the problem. There is where do you what st what story do you tell after that, mm. and how much time do you have to tell it? Do we mm. do this match in like three weeks? So you got three more weeks to build it back up because mm -hmm. that would be enough time. 
and with yours too, with like if the only problem with that too, which I like that too, because having Kenny continually, continuously dodge, uh, dodge makes sense. But if you do announce like a match for a show, it, then you take the match away. You feel like you're selling tickets to that show, telling these people they're going to get a world title match, and then nope, no world. And I know that's part of the story, but to people mm-hmm. that are, you know, I, I could imagine me going, yes. I'm buying tickets for this. I'm flying here because I'm mm-hmm. going to see Kenny Omega and Adam yeah. Page. And then I'm like, oh, you kidding me? <laughs> but I just took that, that match away. But so that, that's the only that problem is, to see with that. The other way you could do that is not to advertise the match, but like, have, say like Kenny Omega comes to the ring and like they're about to sign oh, the contract for too. the match. He goes, mm-hmm. well, I want to sign it because, you know, I'm the champion and I will fight anybody, you know, big bravado type thing. Yep. But I've just been told my little toe's broken and I can't, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I can see that. Going that way instead of advertising it and like obviously like, <laughs> yeah, like annoying a whole lot of people. Um, uh, no. So, so not actually announce the match, have him duck the side no. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah kind I of like, like play yeah. into that side and then obviously like, like a week or so, or like two weeks later, and like the two weeks, sh- two shows later, have Doc mm-hmm. Samson coming out going, No, like you, you've not been at work, you've been medically cleared. Or like have a letter be given to Don Callis and like it's Tony Khan saying, No, like you, you've ducked out of work for two weeks. I've been told by blah, 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 doctor that you are completely fine to compete. That is just like a real doctor, by the way. <laughs> Doctor, what's his name? Um, blah blah blah. blah. It's, it's blah, 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 blah. But yeah, but yeah, something yeah. Like I, that. I could say that. I could see that. Because that's okay. very Kenny Omega but, right now. I love this this whole fan, and it is so great fantasy booking in so many different directions. And y'all might have even better ideas. Yeah, because that's what's so awesome with this is that we know where it's going to end. We feel like we know where it's going to end yeah. up at. But how do we get there? I don't know. Don't you um, say the destination, so, the journey great. is always better than the destination. I know, I know. That pop so, will be get re- huge, but getting get ready, there guys. is so exciting. Yes, uh, and we're we're just now starting that journey. It's just it's so good. Good stuff, good stuff. So there was some more good stuff in the next segment. Ethan Page <laughs> and Darby Allen sat down with Jim Ross, and this felt real. Like there's oh my god, there's some. Yes. There's some sit down interviews or promos that even if it, even if it kind of feels is, is cool or it feels uh, like it's natural, but this felt like you're blurring the lines between real world stuff and wrestling. Literally so blurred that they don't exist. Because I really felt like Ethan and Darby hated each other in this, and Jr. It's even so felt fat. mentioned that he he felt screen. uneasy. Yeah, yeah. but I felt but Ethan watching it. Yeah, because Ethan is jealous, basically, mm-hmm. of Darby Allen because Darby Allen's gotten to this point quicker than Ethan has. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan had put in so much more time into this and um, even claimed that he's the reason Darby has gotten here, uh, that having so many matches with Ethan on the Indies helped get Darby noticed to get him to this spot. Of course, Darby basically is telling Ethan that he is jealous that he got here quicker than him that he made it to AEW before he did. So now that's why Ethan's gunning for him. And that's, it, it's mm-hmm. just the whole thing just literally felt like these two guys had a legitimate reason before they got to this company 
to hate each other. And now we're getting this class and we're going to get a coffin match next week. And it makes mm-hmm. this coffin match feel even more important. In my opinion, it should be the main event next week. I hope it is. There's, yeah. There's, I want to see this in the show. I felt like this is actually a compliment. So like, let me try and work this so it makes sense. Okay. This is okay. what I'm about to say is a compliment because I think this is what it kind of it was made for, like this animosity and this like, you know, mm. bubbling hatred. It made me feel really awkward. I was just like, oh, this is like oh, this isn't mm. good. Like it's like it's like, you know, when you have like a high school, like you're sat in like the teacher's office and like the kid that's been bullying you has to come in and you have to talk out your problems. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh God, this is really awkward right now. Like, eh, wish I, you know, yeah. wish I wasn't here type thing. I just, yeah. it just feels like, because all of this is true. That's the bit that uh-huh. gets me. Like, not like yeah. this happened. This is what happened in their life type thing. They're probably uh-huh. like, you know, it's wrestling. So it's probably been, you know, exaggerated. A lot, yeah, but yeah. the facts, the base facts, are facts, and the fact that, like you said, it's blurred the line so much that you could literally like just take this clip, right? Don't tell anybody it's wrestling, and just like say, ah, oh, have a look at this bit out of this show I've been watching. It's like a reality thing, and put that on, and I don't yeah. see how anybody would be able to go. Obviously, it's just like you know, like a, yeah. a wrestling type of interview because it's just I don't know, it's like really like personal and it's like it's kind of lifting like the veil back a bit. And like, I don't want to annoy Ethan Page because he's legit <laughs> scary. Um, yeah. he's got the psycho eyes like Sean Spears. I mean, if they ever teamed up, <laughs> I don't, I, I'd be scared. Um, but I just I love Darby so much, but I can so relate to him. That's what's crazy. I was like that weird kid, surprisingly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's just like, oh yeah, so, I loved it, obviously. I do love the fact that AEW allows them to bring in yeah. feuds that happened outside of AEW. It had nothing to do with AEW, but they let that flow in. Um, it's I real think life, man. Is, it's real life. It's, re- it's refreshing. It's like, you know what? The stuff that happened before you got here, it actually existed. It's yeah. not like you, it's not you were just born. Separate world. Yeah. It's not like you were just born in AEW. <laughs> no, you had a, you had a life you before AEW. Darby. <laughs> Darby Coffin Drop. <laughs> Wee. Oh, oh boy. Ugh. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna want baby mode on the AEW video game. So bad. Oh my <laughs> god. Baby you know they have like, yeah, they have like big head modes and stuff in games. Yeah. I want baby mode where you got baby Darby. And... What like the baby Muppets? <laughs> yeah, like the Muppet babies. Oh, oh my little God. baby classic. <laughs> little baby MJF. Oh I'm my God, than little you. baby MJF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <please>. Okay, so. <laughs> Like I know we're not going to go into like a full prediction, and uh, I know we need to move on to the next match because this uh, this uh, this overview is going to last for fourteen hours. But yeah, Ethan Darby next week. I think Ethan has got to win this match. Do you know why I agree I, I, with you? Because I think this is where Darby goes away for a bit. I think Darby goes away for a bit, 
and comes back either yeah yeah because we, we more heelish than before mm-hmm. like proper like you know slipping into that darkness more mm-hmm. than he already is bless him um and then like defeats his past devil so this is i mean that this could him losing in this coffin match in like a very violent mm-hmm. uh, way could be not a character change, but this could be a chapter in the evolution of Darby Allen. Yeah. So where because... it's a win for Ethan Page, it's even even though Darby loses, it may be mm. even more important for Darby this loss. Because do you remember when he went away after Brian Cage like decimated him on a ladder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he came back at the end of Moxie's match. And the lights went out, and then he literally just like pummeled teens' hats. I can see that happening in like an Ethan Page match when he comes back. Yeah. Yep. So, so we both. And agree. I want, I want him. Ethan you know what I want this. him to do. You know, the one mm-hmm. thing that I want him to change if he does it is to come back with full skeleton face paint. Ooh. Like all of him's now dead. That's a nice touch. That view because. He's got it on the graphic. It would be poetic. Do you know what I mean? Like Yes. Yeah, full full face paint. It's again, mm. it's the evolution of Darby Allen we yeah. may be witnessing next week. So mm. all right. So next match. We finally get into the next match. The next match was FTR and Wardlow of the Pinnacle with Tully Blanchard. Versus Problem Powerful and Jake Hager of the Inner Circle with Conan. And this was an awesome match. Everybody shined in it, in my opinion. Uh, 100%. But, yep. The finish was you had Santana and Ortiz taken down on the outside. Uh, that left Wardlow as the legal man, and Hager was left in the ring in a three on one situation. FTR hit the big rig on Hager, and Wardlow covered him for the one, two, three. And then afterwards, uh, while the Pinnacle was celebrating, Conan came in to uh, attack him from behind on his own. But he was clipped from behind by Tully Blanchard, and the Pinnacle pounced on Conan, attacking him until the Pinnacle was cleared out by a proud and powerful Hager mm-hmm. uh, to end that segment. One, Tully Blanchard back with his sparkly blazer. Love it. <laughs> um, Always after that sparkly blazer. I know. What it is about you and that I sparkly know. blazer. I don't know. I like. I don't like shiny things, but I just like... You like- you like things sparkly that... things on Tully. Yes. I think that's the thing. I don't know why. It's just something that I'm just like, I like the way, he... I like his style. Very dapper. Um, <laughs> so every time that Wardlow comes out, I generally, like, I'm surprised at his size. <laughs> I know yeah. that's really weird, but, like, when you see him, like, in his little suit and stuff, like, little suit, like, mm-hmm. he wears small. Um <laughs> little suit. <laughs> You know what I mean. Uh, Every time he comes out like that, I'm just like, yeah, that's a guy. Mm -hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? But when he comes out in wrestling gear, I'm like, oh my God, that is one massive guy. Like, he is like ridiculous. Like, I just forget, like, because obviously his shirt covers up everything. And then when he comes out and does that strap thing, my my God, that is a guy. Um, Yeah. This was so good. Like, I am so happy to see Santana and Ortiz back in a ring. I've missed it. 
really missed it. Um, I can't wait till it's just them in the ring, <laughs> like without uh, the extra person. But um, I just um, yeah, so so happy to see them back. Um, Jake yeah. Hager is generally really good. Like oh, he has improved he, so much. I feel like he is the best I have ever seen him. Yeah, period. Even and his I did, promo I did stuff see him some in WWE. Amazing. Yeah. He just looks like he's he's hit another gear. Uh like that promo last week, I was genuinely like, all right. <laughs> I uh, get it. Like he's your man. Yes. Yep. Go for it. I feel, like he, I feel like he's living his best life right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's feels. like and also what I like about the inner circle going off on slight tangent is they generally seem to like be like brothers. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like proper yeah. unity. And I like that because that does show no matter like your background, beliefs, whatever you want to say, you can be mm-hmm. friends with people. You don't have you to have the same beliefs, thoughts mm-hmm. and opinions. You can yeah. like, you, you know, know, put stuff aside. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yes. look, I, I'm an angel and you're a devil, and like we're we 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 can get along, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm agreeing with the fact that you're the an angel, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you're not arguing the devil part, which I love. It's great, no. but the angel thing yeah. is eh, debatable. <laughs> Slightly debatable. Um. Yeah, but I love this match because okay. I'm just I'm just so happy that I get to see Santana and yeah. Ortiz. I'm yeah. so happy to see them back wrestling. Um, but I do want to say, um, Conan, don't hit the biggest guy in the room. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, that is never going to yeah. end well for you. <laughs> like, huh. like, the size difference as well. I was like, dear God. Like, if you do it, you I have to be able him, to outrun them. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw him about to do it, I was like, well, that's a silly move. <laughs> like, that's like me going up and like kicking him in the calf muscle. Like, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, I'm five foot two. Like, there's not a chance. Even with like my <laughs> spiky shoes and my spiky bag and like anything else that has yeah. spikes on it. I wouldn't like hit Wardlow. <laughs> like uh, I would just generally like wave at him from a distance. <laughs> that's about it. That's, um, that's a, as, as much threat as you're going to send to Wardlow as a wave yeah, from a distance. Just a wave. Hi. I'll be over here smiling at you. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I okay. do. Um, so don't yeah. don't take. I shouldn't take you to a fight with Wardlow then. No. You shouldn't. Okay. Pick somebody else. Don't pick Sarah. Yeah. All right. Maybe take me to a fight with Michael Nakazawa. I could probably do that. <laughs> Have a laptop battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, the next segment surprised me in such a good way. Uh, we're going to get Carl Anderson versus John Moxley <laughs> next week for the IWGP United States Championship. Okay. I need Bring to tell us- you the process of my brain for this. Yes, tell me okay. this. Give me the process. Because when I saw this come up, I basically went, "Yes, John Moxley's back." No, he's defending the belt. <laughs> oh no! He because... can't lose it though. He can't no, lose it, right? Just as soon 
I ran up to tell my husband about this, and I don't know why, because he doesn't care. But I felt I had to, like, speak to somebody. Because, let's be honest, I couldn't go on Twitter until I'd seen the whole thing. So I basically yeah. just, like, went to the one person that I know will just, like, not listen to me, but just let me talk. So I ran up, and I went, John Marks is back next week. And he went, uh-huh. I went, but he's defending his, um, he's defending his title. And he went, what title? I went, he's on the title. I went, right. I went, against Carl Anderson. He went, what? I was just like, I think he's going to lose it. And he went, right. Okay, then. Go away. Um, the reason I think that he's going to lose it is Thanks, because, sir. yeah, because aren't the good brothers going back to Japan for a bit? Yeah. They um, got like a bit of New Japan yeah. over here, uh, like over here, not in the UK, but in America. Yeah. Yeah, over here. Wait a minute. Where are you? Where am I? <laughs> You're in Florida, ain't you? You've been faking this accent all along. <laughs> oh my god, like totally. <laughs> Whoa. Oh do that again? No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but I want him to retain, obviously. Um but I just don't I think he needs I think he needs clearance of like titles i don't know why i have this feeling yeah but i just think that i still think when we talk about i think he's gonna drop it on new japan tv when he does i think i know we we talked about that before yeah but the only reason i'm thinking is is because he's not been off that long no right with renee and like the little mm. baby um little baby. my only thinking is if he drops into carl anderson then he has more of an opportunity to take some more time. That's that one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is he retains it to keep fueling, like to heat back up that kind of animosity when he gets back mm-hmm. with Eddie. Yeah. So mm. I am slightly like on the fence. Like I'm leaning to more towards that he might drop it for the fact then that he can like you know, spend some more time with Renee and, like, his little daughter um, <laughs> and stuff. And, like, that will give him more of that chance. Yeah. But then I'm also I... kind of, like, my arms over on the other side of where, well, if he retains it, it just heats that back up after he's been gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think the IWGP US title is going to, is really going to get in the way of him taking more time off because I don't I don't think it's no, expected for it to be defended a ton. Uh, no, I know that. It's just I just feel like if they're going to clear him of titles, mm-hmm. then he's held up for such a long time. Maybe they're yeah. just like right. Well, we need somebody that like you know, like you've just had a kid. You're not going to want to like yeah. travel loads straight away. So you know you're not you're right, like, if Japan is clear, you're not want to go over there straight away. Like type thing, so I don't know if it's kind of a way to like get the title back into circulation, so that when yeah. travel is allowed to Japan, it can get defended. I don't know. Yeah. I just and, I have a funny feeling. And, and I am I am assuming they're still taping uh, New Japan Strong here in the U.S. Mm. Uh, and if they are still doing that now, if Carl Anderson does win, then he can. Defend that title on New Japan Strong, so he. That is literally what I'm saying. Willy nilly, so that's that's Yeah, I was I was thinking more of the travel situation. If mm. there is a 
there are going to be issues with traveling to Japan to do things there. But yeah, since since they do film strong uh, in the U.S., yeah, you're right. He could he could take it, defend it mm. there more often than Moxley could, obviously. Yeah. Um, so possibly you got me leaning a little bit. I'm still sticking with Moxley. Thank you. Oh, I said I want him to retain yeah. it. It's yeah. John freaking Moxley. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm but kind I- of I'm kind of letting my head kind of like give me a bit of like come on think about it. So um, I do I do like how how they brought up the history of Carl Anderson in, mm-hmm. in Japan and Bullet Club and all that in this video package because mm-hmm. it made him feel even more important than he already is and really mm-hmm. brought in his history with New Japan into this because it is for a New Japan title. So, so I really it, I really are enjoyed they not that. Part of Impact anymore? Still yeah, they Impact, still are. Though, right? yeah, yeah, they're still with Impact. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's this whole cool multiverse of yeah of, I, know uh, I just got companies really, that's like, so awesome i just got really like, yeah. confused i was just like wait a minute are they like done with them yeah <laughs> are they done yeah, i think they are still officially under contract with impact mm-hmm. um next we had a doozy oh of a my segment. god mjf and jericho's face to face in the ring uh with only a table in between them and before they ever made it out there but well, before jericho ever made it out there it was during Jericho's entrance, after he was in the ring and the crowd was singing Judas, a freaking fan tried to uh, try to storm the ring. What an idiot. I'm sorry. Come you're on, not a man. fan if you do that. I'm sorry. Come on. Okay. Not a, not a fan. Just an idiot. I mean, who, yeah. we finally got people back. We finally yeah. got, we're finally on the road again. And some jack wagon is going to try to storm the ring. Kidding. I just, I'm assuming there was some alcohol involved, but there are no excuses. No, no there literally are no excuses because hang on a minute, it's the first show back with a full crowd. Yeah. And why go to a show that everybody has literally been anticipating since they like mm. let us know they are going back on the road and like yeah. try and like ruin it and stuff. But I will give credit to MJF and Jericho for like yeah. working that into like their entire segment. They did. They did. Professionalism. <laughs> I love how Jericho went for him as well. <laughs> yeah, he's just yeah. like, oh, he's going to punch him in the face. Really? That's great. But, man, MJF got fired up at the fans after that. Literally, I think mm-hmm. he, did he, did he call for any more white trash in the crowd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to come in. I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is great. Okay. So, uh, but in this, after they finally sat down, uh, Jericho said he will do anything for this match. Even have the relations with MJF's mom. <gasps> MJF's face when he said that was brilliant. But then when Jericho said again. Again. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> that was the pause. He waited. He's like, the wait for pause. it. Pause. Again. You know, oh. you know that gif where they like shot face and like they drop round and you know that one like gif <laughs> yeah. that's been done over and over. I yeah. literally that just flagged in my head and I just went, "Oh my god, oh. no!" <laughs> Dead. Oh, this is great. Uh, but it, it, this is it, not to get on a tangent, but you know we talk about how people flip from hill to face, mm. how that works. Jericho, this is such a hill line. It really mm-hmm. is. Like he just. Talked about having sex with this dude's mother. That's not that's not a baby face. But because no. he said it to MJF, 
Yeah. He is a baby face. If yeah. he says the same line to Jungle Boy, it's a whole different yeah. reaction. It's yeah. just it's the same thing. You flip it, and it, it's perfect. Anyways, love that. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but MJF went into some Greek mythology saying that Jericho is going to have to uh, suffer four labors uh, to get to uh, to get to MJF. He's going to have to take on four opponents of MJF's choosing and stipulations of MJF's choosing before he gets an, a match with MJF himself. He has to beat these four people. Didn't say who they were going to be. I uh, thought that was interesting. Didn't say it was mm. members of the pinnacle. He just said yeah. opponents of his choosing and stipulations of his choosing. Uh, so at the end, MJF insisted on them having a handshake, which was a mistake because mm-hmm. after the handshake, Jericho laid him out with a Judas effect. So there we have it. What do you think about this? I MJF is the person that you get so hyped to see just deliver any words that come out of his mouth. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you want to hit him with a brush. Like, how has like how has he got this so perfect? Like in his career, so quick. Like mm-hmm. I've said it so many times. I don't get how he can be any different in real life. Like I generally think no. like his family must be like, but you're such a good boy, Maxwell. You know, like I'm like I can't, of all the people to ever, like, not be babyface, he is 100% one person that should mm-hmm. never, ever, ever, ever turn face. <laughs> He's such a good heel. He is. I, I don't even think it's a gimmick anymore. Like, he is no. that good. Like, you're talking about blurred lines. Yeah. Like, the other week, yep. he was gutted the pandemic was over. Like, how can he get away with this stuff? He's that good. And, like, it's still shocking. Like, I've watched this guy for near two years, and I'm still, like, mouth open, jaw drop of how amazing, yet how, like, vile he is at the same time and how he gets away with it. He's just, like, he is going to go down as one of the best heels, talkers, of like this mm-hmm. entire generation of wrestlers, like in like and, 30, 40 years time, people will be. And we say it all the him. time how young he is. He's, he's yeah, like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah. he's not even at peak yet. I mean, people will be referencing him as like yeah. on like wrestling shows in the future. If you want to see a promo, you need to go back to two thousand and twenty one. Watch MJF. Da, da, da. And I'm I'm not joking. He's going to be one of them people that turns up at a wrestling company as a legend, as like a heel manager. Yeah, because you you pull up like Flair promos to show them. Mm. That's what I do anyway. Like, listen to Flair here, or listen to Dusty Rhodes here, mm. or listen to The Rock in this promo. That yeah. kind of stuff. You're right. Uh, MJF's going to be one of those guys years down the road where people are going, yeah. no, no, listen to this MJF promo from 10 years ago. Like, this mm. is what you hear. There's going to be right. kids that are going to watch wrestling in like 30, 40 years' time, and then they're going to ask their parents, like, like MJF, who is he? Like, oh my god, well, back in 2019, AEW started, right? And like this guy, <laughs> mm. and it's gonna be like, oh, it's like when we hear of like absolute legends in like the prime, and we're like, oh, I wish I'd been there. 
Like that, you're yeah. going to be one of them guys. That kid's going to be like, ah, mm-hmm. like who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Well, it's not anybody recent, but like MJF. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. He he's got so that. Good. He's got that in him for sure. Yeah, going to be that guy. Uh, so uh, something I thought about in this uh, the contract, like Jericho signed it, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't really look at it, and we've seen that with contracts before. Mm-hmm. Where people sign stuff and then you find out later there was something in that contract that they didn't mm-hmm. realize was in it. And so really an MJF move for him to have something in that contract that we're not aware of until later. Yeah. Um, it was hinted because Jericho actually made the comment, if I can't beat whoever you're going to put in front of me and beat you, then I don't deserve to wrestle it. wonder if that was kind of a hint. Do you think there's a stipulation in that contract that if he doesn't go through with this, then Jericho has to retire? Would they do that? Would they build to a retirement match between them two? But if they did that, then Jericho's going to have to win. The only thing it, is, I'm it was, curious it was as to when... In that. Yeah, the only thing is, I'm curious as to when this is all going to start because, like, I'm going to, like, take us out of wrestling world for, like, one minute because there is, like, a fuzzy show, like, tour yeah. going on. I think <laughs> in the next, like, month or something... And I know he's going to miss, like, ah, Dynamite, just one. And the rest, I think he will be free on Wednesdays. But then again, if he's traveling around cities, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, but I don't know because I don't think we're at that point for him to retire. But no, I also don't he, think... He would have to win. He would have to. I also don't think, though, that, um, like... I don't know. We're not at the point for him to retire, but I also don't think he should win. I know, and that's that's where you want to keep this heat on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where the 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 intrigue in that match would come if it happened, Mm. because he is in let's admit it in the twilight part of his career. I mean, he's yeah, he's he's close enough to that last match stage where it would kind of be believable that some people would go, you know what? Maybe this is going to be his last match. Maybe mm-hmm. he is going to lose this retirement match. But on the same thing, you're like, no, he can't be done. But then again, you're like, no, MJF's got to win this. But you're mm-hmm. like, but Jericho can't retire. It, mm-hmm. So it's enough enough intrigue in that question marks everywhere of how this is going to go that it would really make you nervous watching that match, in my opinion. 100%. But also, what I think along them lines is, he's started doing commentary. Like, he did a full show of commentary. Normally, he jumps on commentary for like a match. Mm-hmm. He did a full show of commentary and he was amazing. Yeah, now, the only thing I can think of is if they're intending for him, say he decides, look, towards the end of 2021, I'm going to be winding down my in-ring career. Yeah. He then could go on and, like, do some commentary on, you know, Rampage, Dark, Elevation, anything like that. Yeah. Or he could be behind the scenes, or he could take some time off and then, like, come back for commentary. You know, just, like, edging him in slowly because, like, little seeds have dropped. It's like every time they say Jungle Jack Perry instead of Jungle Boy. It's like the planting seeds for when he can't be classed as a boy. Like it's gonna happen yeah. at one day. You can't call a 30-year-old guy jungle boy. Um so yeah. I don't know. I just 
I think once Santana and Ortiz get the tag titles, if anything's going to happen with the inner circle, um, as kind of like a wind down thing, it will be yeah. when they've had the tag titles for a while. Um, I, I don't. This is one of those things with AEW where I genuinely can't even fantasy book it because I have like no idea what the best route is. Like, there's not you know even be, like an actual route. What would be interesting is for it not necessarily. I just I thought about this while you were talking, and I was paying attention to what you were saying, by the way. But I was thinking <laughs> at the same time, I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, Sarah's talking. I got time to think for a little bit. No, <laughs> she's off. What, what? No, what'd you say? Uh, no, but <laughs> so what if instead of a retirement match, because MJF's all about control, right? Yeah. So what if, if, if at the end of this thing, you know, he gets through these four labors and has these four children? That's what I was thinking. Like, he's got to go through <laughs> labor four times. So after these four labors, he gets to MJF, and that's when MJF drops the bomb. Oh, by the way, here's the contract you sign. Yeah. And if you lose to me, I control if you ever wrestle again. And mm. let, Unless I say so, you don't have a match. So it mm. takes it where it's not retirement. It's MJF's in control. So in, so Jericho's not wrestling anymore. But it leaves the door open, though, down the road for somehow that to, you know, where it's like, okay, it, it's it's a retirement because Jericho, uh, MJF's not going to let Jericho wrestle anymore. But at some point, it could be brought back up where that door could be opened up again because it's not mm. retirement it, mjf controlling it so at some yeah. point mjf could be coerced to putting that on the line against sammy or somebody and that could mm-hmm. be another sammy mjf match where sammy beats mjf in order to unlock the door to bring jericho back that kind of thing mm. yeah so i'm just just throwing that out there i'm like it could so it's kind of feels like a retirement match but it's not uh Anyway, There's so, so many no. possibilities. Like, yes, yes, well, yes. Jericho is- and then Jericho and MJF are involved. So whatever they come up with, yeah. like, it's going to be creative as hell. <laughs> I just feel, like, I just feel like there's something in that contract because it was the whole, yeah, not not also, looking at it, sign it because they're pissed. So. Also, don't forget, MJF likes to steal ideas from other people. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that will be 100 percent something that yeah. Mox did. Exactly. And like what that- Hangman did. Uh-huh. And yep. And he admittedly said, you know, he was using the uh uh putting people through uh what yep. Jericho had put him put Moxley through in that situation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's yep, you're right. Coy. Uh you know, we we thought some bombs were dropped <laughs> in this MJF Jericho. I know what you're on about. And I legitimately when I heard this went Ooh. <laughs> so did the crowd. The bird. <laughs> the crowd, you can hear. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. How do I feel about that one? So, what we're talking about is Britt <laughs> Baker D- and Reba M- Rebel. D. Yes. They were with Tony Schiavone, uh, who got to talk a little more in this than he normally I does. I love but- the fact that Tony Schiavone is with Britt Baker. <laughs> Every time, every time, every time, every time. Uh, B- Baker was not happy about last week's match. Not happy that Reba Rebel got injured. 
She blamed Tony Khan for allowing the match because Vicky was owed a favor after bringing in Andrade. She hoped Tony Khan enjoys his blood money. And she said that maybe next week AEW can run a show in Saudi Arabia. My moment. And I love how she paused after that. Just to let that resonate. I'm telling you, the crowd, oh, and the internet, oh, and us, oh, and all the know. WWE marks going, anything oh. <laughs> Rest I in peace, Adam. You. I can hear you all. <laughs> R.I.P. Adam Cole. R.I.P. Adam Cole goes about 55 <laughs> tables next week. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting for when they run the next show in Saudi Arabia. Adam <laughs> Cole is. Will make his main roster debut <laughs> in Saudi Arabia and Book get it. shot. It's gonna happen. <laughs> no, but seriously though, I mean that's oh my god. That's I mean it's it's that's a real world situation. Very controversial. The E running the shows in Saudi Arabia, which we could go into a whole discussion about that, which I won't. Yeah, but which is a serious, very serious discussion about yeah, whether they should or should not. Which we can go into a whole thing about that. That would take us got, hours as well to talk got, about. Yes, I got my feelings about it, and I know so do you. So, mm. um, but uh, yeah, but this was a definite bomb, though, dropped by by Baker. You've got to so, love her, and just like yeah. that, she's back to heal. <sighs> Man, you know, it, it 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 is. I mean, that's a uh, it is, and it isn't. I think she's it, yeah. I think she's I, angry and tweener. <laughs> She's no, trying to be a cleaner. Yeah, it, kind of a heel line, but yeah, not really, because yeah. hardcore AW fans are they're going nuts over that one. But I love how Moses' promo was heel Baker, and then that line, she kind of flipped, and then she flitted back. And I just, mm-hmm. like, that is just... I like, like, if that's how she can be, I'm 100% for that. Because that just makes... So much sense. And also, yeah. can I just say, like, if she's got any clients that are like anti AEW but pro WWE, <laughs> like crazy, she's yeah. got some interesting dentist conversations. <laughs> so, like, ah, awkward day at the office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when she gets home, ooh, awkward. Uh, <laughs> what a way to hope- bury, bury your guy's boss. You hope she gave she gave Adam a little heads up on that one, like, hey, hope, at least like, thanks. I hey, babe. hope so because when Mark didn't give Renee a head up on the fact that he was dropping that she was pregnant, she was a <laughs> bit like, huh? <laughs> Shocker. So I can just I imagine, am. like, she got home and was like, and was just sat there going, so how was work? Anything <laughs> mm. <laughs> to tell me? <laughs> I've been in trouble before. I know how that feels. <laughs> I get it. Oh, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yes. Yes. Um, it's just, yeah, I tell you, it, it, we talk about the women's division in AEW and how we, we, Mark yeah, we Ball. talk about how, how it gets, <laughs> yeah, how it gets slotted into certain things and doesn't, it's mm. not more, more than one match featured on the show. Yes, a, bri- a bright spot here with, is, yeah. is that it feels like some of the things that 
Brit is allowed or she gets the freedom to say. Yeah. Uh, she is, it's kind of, I don't want to compare her really, but it feels like she gets, not that they're as big as CM Punk's pipe bomb. I'm sorry, I mentioned mm. CM Punk on the show. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying I'm predicting CM Punk to come back. I'm not doing that. It's not predicting anything. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be it all out, guys. He's not gonna be it all out. Just wanna get that up. So, I know you did that as a mistake, but you know it still annoyed me. I know. <laughs> My toes but, literally just curled like oh no. I'm sorry. But it, it helps my point though. Like he's known for, for the pipe bomb in, yeah. in WWE. It feels like it's where it's not a pipe bomb, but she has she she's given the freedom to drop many pipe bombs. She has all a the grenade. Time. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's given grenades by Tony Khan. Like, hey, go ahead, don't throw them. So she's given that freedom, and that says a lot because I mean, she's the women's division right now. I mean, not that she's all the women's, but she's the spokesman for the women's division right now in AEW. She's at she's, it, basically. Yeah. But she's given the freedom, the type of freedoms to drop those things, just like CM Punk was mm-hmm. with WWE. So uh, that's really cool because, you know, again, women's division. Do you know what a, also I like about a, this? A voice. Yes. The reason I love this and like the whole like line thing, like she didn't mention WWE by name, but you legit knew. Like, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, you know, I then love the fact that after this, <laughs> an ex WWE guy turned up and like uh-huh. his debut match, and uh, yeah. I was just like, How yeah. poetic. <laughs> like, just, uh, I don't, I just <laughs> thought it was like, I don't think it was done on purpose, but I was just like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> huh. Maybe. Maybe it was booked that way on purpose. We're going to put Andrade right after she says this. Yeah. And they were talking about him in in this in this promo. Mm-hmm. So, And you're right. The next match was Andrade El Idolo versus Matt Sadell. So Andrade came out with his black mask on. And I, oh I, love, I love that mask with the suit. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. I thought it was great. But he made it a solid debut match. Uh, with yes. a couple of nod, a couple of nods to Eddie Guerrero, which Vicky enjoyed. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. I think everyone but, enjoyed that. Exactly, but I was watching Vicky uh, yeah. just clapping on the outside. It was great. But in the end, Andrade got the win with his finisher called El Idolo. I think that was the name of his finisher. Correct? I heard it right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but he picked up the victory uh, over Matt Sidell. and then after the match, he started to leave, but he. Went right back into the ring and locked on a submission move to Sidell to basically let everybody know that, yes, I am a heel. <laughs> it's really, it was a heel move. I think like, we hey. gathered that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just in case the fans didn't realize, you're not supposed to cheer me. But I do uh, love the fact that they were cheering him and not really cheering Matt Sidell. I mean, yeah, he's going to get cheered. Uh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to get, to get some yeah. heat for him. Yeah, 100%. But what I also um, I also love about this is I just remember when he was walking down, compared to when Miro debuted, and I know we love Miro now and we love what he's doing, but compared yeah. to when Miro debuted, this just made it seem like the setting up mm. on the right foot with him. 
Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it doesn't feel like like this is how it's going to start. And it's like, it's going to start right. right. And like, yes. again, like I said, this is like the first match debut in front of a crowd for what, yeah. well over a year. So we yeah. can say like, maybe if Miro was in front of a crowd, that whole like first bit of like, his AW career may not have happened. We don't know. Yeah. But just True. from this match debut, I originally thought, please, he has to, you know, get this right. Because if this doesn't start off right, then this is just like another one of them. Oh, my God. It's WWE guy. I was just like hoping. But when he came out in that suit, with an yeah. assistant, with an iPad, which I yeah. don't know why he had that. Yeah. I just felt like, and, and this is like probably going to be like the last time I like heart back to WWE stuff with him, but it just felt like he was just like on a different level completely to when he was in WWE, like a completely yeah. different level. Like the respect they have given him, like, you know, Letting him talk, letting him flip between English and Spanish, you know, letting mm. him just, you know, speak how he speaks. Like, the dude can speak English, leave him alone. Um, and even if he doesn't want to speak English, that's fine. It's not his native language. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this just kicked it off right for him. And I'm just like so excited. I'm so 2021. In AEW is really good. Yes, and it's it feels like it's just we're tip of the iceberg. Of, yeah, of things that like, are to come. What we're in the seventh month, and it feels like it's just ramped yeah. up a whole other gear now. Whole new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we we got <laughs> to a segment, uh, really a video package. It's letting us know the history and the heat. I know the history. Yeah. I know the yeah. heat. <laughs> you know it. I know. Just we know give it. We me all. This match. So basically, it is to let us know that we're going to have Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy next week at Fighter Fest. The longest one. ever running cross company feud ever. <laughs> but I do like they're 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 giving us this match on TV. It's not going to be. No, yeah, it doesn't need not going to be. <laughs> no. It's, Shouldn't be a pay per view match. No, if <laughs> it, 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 it fits well on the uh, Fighter Fest night one, and I, I know they'll they'll have a good match. You know they will. Um, yeah, but it's it's but a good it's a good way to use these guys. Like the younger guys that are up and coming. Yeah. like these guys have been at it for a while. Um, yeah. Or 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 if you want to do Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy at a pay per view, yeah, I'm okay that, with that. That would be if, good. Because That's I know you're saying, thinking you don't right. trust Christian. Yeah, no, I don't trust Christian as far as you can bloody throw him. I think I'm going to have to go to my mum's and, like, dig out my old Hardy shirt. Mm-hmm. You're going to wear it for this one? Yeah, but my only concern is, like, when this, like, thingy, she, like, I remember saying, like, a few months ago, we've had a clear out of, like, like you know, the attic. Oh. Uh, she, she threw out your Hardy shirt. Yeah, I, I think so. Because... <laughs> I think I made the mistake of going, yeah, if I've not looked at it for ages, like you can get rid of it. Toss it. So I didn't think I was in there, man. Oh, my God. 
Um, okay. Okay. Let's brace ourselves. Yes. Because yes. I'm about to lose my damn mind. <laughs> Next, we have Tony Schiavone once again attempting to do an interview. This time it was with Arn Anderson. And I asked myself, why are we interviewing Arn Anderson? Um, okay. Do you, do, the reason I thought, I was like, Arn Anderson, Nightmare Family. And I legit thought he's going to announce Fuego del Sol as like part of the Nightmare oh, Family. Oh, oh, I was so oh. excited. Oh. Now you may. I, I, was I really, really want really to know what he's going to say. When, the, when I, was, I was annoyed when the lights went out, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> And then I went from that to, like, uh, legit, like, probably giving myself, like, you know, a sore throat for, like, the four years after this day. Like, I, I thought you so I thought much. you sounded a little bit deeper. Yeah, I don't uh, sound great. what it was. <laughs> but just, just to point out, the lights went out during the Cody QT match. Yeah, you I didn't know. mention that. I know. They, I know. they went out. And I've, I've heard since that that was on purpose. Um, yes, it hey. was. Yeah, I, I didn't. I thought maybe they had just messed up. Went, Oops, I thought he was happening here, but it's not, you know. So you the think, light. Did you, th- did you think Bray Wyatt was playing around? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody flipped the wrong switch. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I don't, yeah. <laughs> so while Art is talking, the lights go out. Okay, so and, and the, the announcers tried to. They try to play it up, you know. I love this. I love how they always. I love like the full like yeah. proper intention in like. I'm not sure what. Like I'm sure that I've had bad uh, weather here so, in Miami. Oh, there's technical difficulties. We'll get them figured out sooner <laughs> or later. Very and sorry, then the... Jr. Going. I don't know what's happening. Never seen so this much. before in wrestling. Yeah, so. never ever happened before. I expected so the it, gongs of the Undertaker to start happening. <laughs> I was like, generally going, "What is going on? This is happening the, so long." And I just thought, the Undertaker Gong. is all elite. <laughs> <laughs> so when the lights came back on, it was not the Undertaker. No, and it was not technical difficulties. And it wasn't. It Ray Wyatt. was, and it and it wasn't Aleister Black either, and it was oh not Tommy Ann. It was not Tommy Ann. No. It was Malachi Black. Malachi Black. Oh, my goodness, though. To see him standing in an AEW ring this soon, that's what caught everybody off guard because we were all looking at all. We were all looking for all out because we thought 90 days, baby. 90 days. No. A clerical error. On WWE's <laughs> part. I'm you sorry, but that's like freaking hilarious. My statements. I love WWE right now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just that's hilarious. I just think that it's so, so funny. good. So because of it, see the thing is in NXT they have 30 day no compete clauses. Yeah. When they come to the main roster, they have 90 days. Something happened when uh, Alistair Black, who is now Malachi Black. When he made his move to the main roster, Tommy and Malachi, what, yeah, all these, yeah. (laughs) They couldn't figure out his name either. It's all good, man. It's all good. But, yeah, when he moved to the main roster, they forgot to switch his uh, his no-compete clause to 90 days. So, yay! (laughs) 
So, yeah. I wonder, so, I wonder if Vince is about to fire that person. <laughs> yeah, that person has lost their job. Sorry. Sorry, person. So, yes, uh, Malachi Black, Tommy Ann, Alistair Black, whatever you want to call him, he's in AEW. And he was standing in that ring. And he kicked Arn Anderson's face off. The microphone actually flew into the air. It was a beautiful shot with that mic bouncing. I have slowed that down so many times just to rewatch it. And and I'll tell you, when I saw Cody standing across from him, I thought of you instantly. I was like, come on, my friend. (laughs) Look, Aleister Black, Malachi Black, is someone who we both wanted in AEW, but I know oh, you wanted 100%. so much. This is one of your guys. So My God, I knew you were so excited to, to see him, but to see him kick Cody in the face, I knew you had to send you through the roof. Absolutely. Through oh the roof. my goodness. I am like, I messaged you and I was just like, I don't know who my guy is anymore because they're all my guys. Like, <laughs> I, too many of them. I literally cannot like rank any in order right now. It's so difficult. Yeah. I, it's like a real problem for me. Uh, like, <laughs> that's, seriously, that's a good problem. That's a good problem. When when this like when the lights turned on, I literally went. I can't even say what I said, but let's just say a lot of bleak words <laughs> were said. Bear in mind, I had just come back from vacation. I was legit sat uh, on my own. I had no dog. Everybody was out at work in my street because, you know, we came back early. My husband was sat upstairs on the bed staring at the ceiling. And I just literally, <laughs> like, I think husband. I shook the house with the mouth. I screamed. And then, for whatever reason, I watched it. I then paused it. I then ran upstairs and mm-hmm. absolutely out of breath. Proceeded to tell my husband, who does not care at all about any of this. I told him what happened, and he was just like, right, when can we eat food? I was like, that is not the point right now. (laughs) I ran back downstairs. I ran so fast, I almost fell down the stairs, which would have been an interesting story. Don't fall down the stairs. (laughs) I then rewound it, rewatched it. Took yep. it back, rewatched it. I watched it four <laughs> times, like one after each other, just in case I missed anything. Like, I was yeah. like, I am having this moment. And then as soon as I like was watching the fourth time, my brain went, huh, so what matches do we want to see? I want to see Darby Allen. I want to see, I just went through everything. And I was just like, I, I can't, I can't believe it. Like this guy is like one of like, John Moxley is my guy. Like, I love him. Like, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen is another guy that I absolutely love. But this guy, he has Ricky a Starks whole... Too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tommy End, I know. Tommy End has um, a clothing the line unbox. that I'm obsessed with. I don't like the Unbox. He has a clothing <laughs> sorry, line sorry. that I'm obsessed with. His music uh-huh. taste is pretty much around my music taste. He's just done an interview with the bassist of one of, like, the first ever bands I loved. He's done that. He's, like, I'm not going to say this is really weird, but he also has, like, a similar look to my husband. He's got the ginger beard. It's Uh, just, like, I I thought that, too. It's it's crazy when you you say that, because I was, you know, I I said, he does look a little, little like your husband a little bit. I'm like, I thought that was great. And I was just, like, He's dressed in all black. My little 
black goth out was beaten like nobody's business and that mm-hmm. smile at the end. I won't I I know like Darby Allen would be a crazy match. Like Ricky Starks, could you imagine? All that. But you know what I think would be really interesting to see? Malachi Black against Psycho Sean Spears. Yeah. Because <laughs> think of what would like go down. Like Sean Spears in the mode he's in now. Yeah. Plus Ramp him the guy up. that yep. the guy that can kick your head off. Oh my goodness. Oh, but, but I the can't feud wait. We're, the I feud can't we're wait. gonna get is him and Cody. I, I'm That's... so happy. I am like like AEW are giving me gifts. They are literally just giving me gifts. I'm like it... I can't wait to see his gear. I can't wait to hear his music. I can't wait to like see him perform again. I can't wait to see what his entrance is like. I'm if you can't yeah. tell, I'm a bit hyped. I just, want, I just want it all now. And like today, I just watched his promo. It's like, um, you know how John Mark uh, the, the short film? Yeah. yeah. I oh, watched it's that. great. And I yeah. was just I like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I liked so it. Oh, it was brilliant. It's like right up my street. I was just yeah. so happy. So that's what I thought about it. It was all right. It was good, you know. <laughs> Nothing major happened. <laughs> I, I literally have not been able to talk to anybody about this. I knew you were gonna actually. You're waiting to erupt to talk about this. I I've literally been on this. I knew you were gonna, gonna going, explode. Hurry up! Get to that bit. Get to it. Get, get to, to it. Get to it. Get to it. Yeah, Arn Anderson. Whatever. 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 Yeah. 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 And the crowd's reaction Look. is what we have uh, missed from debuts. That is what we have missed. And Look. look Thank you, Miami, for that amazing yes. reaction. Yeah. And yeah. also, Miami, I'm so jealous of you. You have zero idea. Um, but yes, well done, Miami. You literally made that like even more awesome than it already was. So, well done. The reaction he got there in his debut made me feel bad about the debuts of, of Matt yeah. Hardy and... And yeah. Brody Lee, I mean, the mm. reactions they would have gotten with the live yeah. crowd, you know, FTR's debut. And uh, I just now, like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, the one Dynamite I don't watch. <laughs> like, you, so I can like, watch, participate wait. in discussions. Is the guy I've been wanting for, like, an entire two-year <laughs> period. Knowing you weren't going to be able to watch it for a while, watching that, that's what I was thinking of was, wow, of all the Dynamites, dang. My like God, this one. man. Okay. I'm so happy. So, like, so just so in case happy. you missed it, everybody, um, Alistair Black, Tommy Ann, Malachi Black is in AEW. He's all in baby. Hard to move hey, on from that. Happened? Some other stuff. <laughs> Some other stuff happened. Yes, uh, yes. There was more uh, of the show. Th- there was <laughs> more, and we we will move on. Uh, next, we had a really cool uh, piece of footage that happened earlier in the night, and it was Ricky Starks. He had commandeered the ring earlier and had security with him. He has his own security team to protect him <sighs> from Brian Cage because he still got the neck. 
The neck, man. The neck. Oh, my God, so, Ricky Starks. I love you but, so much, man. <laughs> but Taz, Taz wasn't having any of it. Taz does not like the fact that Ricky thinks he needs security. Starks Star said, no, yeah, I do. My neck, man. Like, this isn't working. This isn't working. So he also said that the W in the FTW stands for Cage's wife. Cage stormed the ring. And basically just murdered all the security force that Ricky Starks had out there. Like, but I wonder it's... sometimes if, like, wrestlers that get security kind of <laughs> forget that other wrestlers can take out security because yeah. the wrestlers, like... Yeah, but... I mean, but, it's, but... it's like sending a load of puppies to, like, protect you from, like, a lion or something. It's just but pointless. basically, but no, but they did serve a purpose. They did slow down Brian Cage and let Ricky start to get out there. Men and <laughs> that's what it was. It's just so a you human shield. Get away. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ricky Starks oh. is smart. Ricky Starks is so sassy. He's so sassy. He's, He's got so the sassy. sassy security team now. From Malachi Black to then Ricky Starks, I was like, anything else? My God, anything else you're gonna give me tonight? <laughs> I was just, I was just so happy. I was just like nice little AEW bubble, and I was just so like, woo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, next we had um, the Blade and the Bunny versus Arns Cassidy and Chris Statland, and uh, this was a, a obviously a mix, a mixed tag match, and it was it was a fun one. Um, it, 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 you know, the brass knuckles were were really what set this off because the blade had knocked out Arns Cassie with the brass knuckles. It was it was kind of a a thread with this this short kind of feud that they're having. And to start the match, I think uh, Cassidy pointed out to the ref that that the blade had some brass knuckles in his I think mm-hmm. tucked in his boot. Uh, yeah. So they pulled those brass knuckles out, but the brass knuckles would make a comeback. Because the blade used a second pair of brass knuckles to knock out Orange Cassidy, he went for the pin. This is at the end of the match. He goes for the pin. He actually just puts one boot on Orange Cassidy for the pin. Did not realize that he was not that Orange Cassidy was not the legal man. Statlander had blind tagged herself in, so Statlander made her way into the ring, caught the bunny off guard, hit the Big Bang Theory, and got the victory. So, how did you how did you like this mixed tag match? Yeah, um, it was fun, mm-hmm. and it was different, mm-hmm. but that technically, technically mm-hmm. means there was no woman's match. That is all. true. It felt like it was the replacement for mm. the spot where the women's match would be. It's true. Which I'm not overly keen on. Yes. Uh, yes. It was it was good. I just I generally just don't see why. Yeah, <laughs> I did love seeing. Uh, you know, there were very few interactions between uh, like mixed interactions, uh, intergender interactions in the match. Although Chris mm-hmm. Statlander did get to hit the Area Four Fifty One on the blade. Yeah, uh, that, that was, was brilliant. Cool, cool spot. And then I think Orange Cassie did his slow kicks on the bunny, which yeah, was great. Yeah, just walked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I just thought those are some, there were some fun moments in the match. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And Chris Statlander, that, that area 451 off the top rope, man, was, that was great. She's I mean, she's so she good. Awesome. Um, the women did get a chance to be highlighted in this, but I do agree that it yeah. did feel like it took the place of what could have been just a women's match. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, know. it's still one thing AEW, like all like, you know, the admiration and the love and yeah. like how much we love this mm-hmm. company. There's yeah. still that problem with yeah. the women's division. Mm-hmm. And it's been what over two years. We've still got the problem. But I yep. know, like, next week, um, we're, we're getting a women's match next week, aren't we, with um, yes, Penelope, Penelope Ford and Yuka Sakazaki. Yep, yeah, that is next week. so we're getting that. But I just, I feel now we're back on the road. Let's build this up. Let's get more than just one match in the same slot every week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, because you've got... You've got so much, you know, you, you've you got a lot of other places now that you can put other matches on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that once Rampage starts, some of, like, the um, male matches might move on to Rampage, you know, give a yeah. bit more space. Mm-hmm. And it's still can, classed as, like, the main show. And we're yeah. going to get more women's matches on. Um. Yep. Or even the other way around, like more women's matches on Rampage. Whatever way around you want to do it, but we just need more than the one match at the same slot every week. It's the yep. one bugbear that still exists with AEW. True. And yep. look, I love the company, but I will call them out when yeah, they need to I be mean, called out. Yeah. And they need to sort that out big style. Hopefully things will improve in this category moving forward mm-hmm. because they do have some have some awesome women uh, that have I think have pro- pro- proven themselves to this point. So let's uh, let's 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 give them the time to uh, to prove what they can do. So uh, next we we saw Jungle Boy receive his trophy for being the first AEW wrestler to to get to fifty wins. So it's this cool that they're acknowledging content. that it is wholesome content. <clears throat> No major part of a storyline or anything necessarily, what? although the trophy could be used at some point. Uh, but um, but just seeing them reward somebody, uh, especially yeah. Jungle Boy, for, for reaching a milestone and knowledge mm-hmm. those wins. Uh, and I love was, the that fact nice. that it's, inverted commas, AW homegrown talent. That's exactly. done it first. Yeah. Because yeah. even though it doesn't matter who it would have been, there's literally, yeah. there's no way you can have any type of idiots on the internet, like, kind of dull this down for anybody. Not that it, it matters, but it's just, like, I ju- you just get tired yeah. of seeing the same people saying the same yeah. stuff over yeah. and over again. Because I do have to admit, it would have landed differently if it was, like, Billy Gunn getting that. <laughs> or so, Jericho. You know, <laughs> yeah. It would have felt a little uh, yeah. We got fifty <laughs> wins, baby. All right. Um so yeah, that was nice. Uh next we had a segment that caught me completely off guard. Uh, Do you know why this caught me off guard? I have zero idea who these people are. 
<laughs> and, and I did too. Now I, I I know I know of Amanda Nunez, so I did I did know of her, but I don't watch USC. I know you don't either. No. Uh, and from my understanding, Dan Lambert had done some work in Impact. And see, I don't watch Impact either. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't typically watch. I watch here and there, but I don't yeah. watch enough of it, or I haven't watched enough of it in the past mm-hmm. to be aware of these things. So, but at ringside, uh, Dan Lambert from um, from American Top Team, it's, and, and he had two UFC stars, uh, Amanda Nunez and Jorge Masvidal. They uh, they were sitting at ringside. They'd, they'd shown them on camera over there a few times, so I was mm-hmm. wondering if something was going on there. So Tony Schiavone was over there uh, trying to get an interview with them, and once again, the Paul Schiavone, this is like his gimmick yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, but so Dan Lambert took the mic and just made his way through the railing and into the ring, and I realized, whoa, okay, this is the segment now. Security um, was I, shocking this night. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, just let him head on up there. But I tell you though, he was really, really good on the mic. And yeah. What he did here was he basically ran down AEW. Said he was invited by Tony Khan to this show to see how progressive wrestling was and how how entertaining it was. But he said that if he wanted to see some really good wrestling, he was going to have to go find some of his old VHS tapes uh, and pop them in and watch some some Terry Funk, some Dusty Rose, some Eddie Graham, making a you know shout out to Florida Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. He said he made a mistake trusting Tony Khan in coming here, that what he's seeing out here just makes him think that AEW sucks. And really what this felt like was he was – I don't know, like, he was the embodiment of Jim Cornette. Yes! Uh, he, he was out there saying everything that the internet trolls like to say about AEW. Uh, yeah. The, 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 you know, and nothing completely against Jim Cornette, not to say he never has any good ideas. I mean, but it, he loves, let's just say him and, and a lot of supporters that they love to talk about old time wrestling and, and mm-hmm. this is the way it should be done and, and, and knock everything that AEW is doing. That's what it feels like and, and make fun yeah. of AEW. So it really felt like Dan Lambert was encapsulating everything that Cornette uh, negatively says about AEW. Mm-hmm. And, and in the middle of this, somebody came out and basically did what, AEW fans want to do to Jim Cornette on the internet. Yeah, (laughs) you you have the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer came out of his warehouse that he's living in right now (laughs) and stormed to the ring and blacked out Dan Lambert slash Jim Cornette in the middle of that ring. (laughs) Very cool moment. So it was it was just like, hey, let's let this guy get out there and bad mouth. AEW, and then let's let Lance Archer annihilate him on behalf of AEW fans. So it was, it was, it caught me off guard. I wasn't sure what to think when it was happening, but after it, I got it. So I ended up enjoying it. I didn't at first. So I do love the fact that he was then like trying to like, um, like slander AEW, but then at the same time, like a classic heel promo thing. Was then also like bigging up AEW at the same time. It was just yeah, like, yeah. He's been to promo school recently. 
Yeah, because he was highlighting the good things. Yeah. <laughs> while acting like they were bad. Yeah. So it was like it's like he passed his promo school exams. Oh. Um, it, <laughs> and I heard he was really good in Impact. That's what I, I yeah. I've heard a lot about him since. I would I wouldn't mind seeing him more yeah. often after seeing this. So yeah, hundred percent. Um, but I love the fact that he was like, "Go on." Chant AEW and the crowd's like AEW <laughs> AE no AEW AE. like, yeah. you don't say the W bit, dude. No um, man. And that I do love how it was like, yeah. And Tony Khan was like, the AEW fans are brilliant. Like they're more like a family. And I was just like, yeah. What's your point? Uh-huh. <laughs> I got That's really true. defensive in my own head. I was like, yeah. Um. What? How dare you? I also love the fact that that Lance Archer came out. Like, is his warehouse on wheels? Because last week think, it was at Daly's place. Now no, it's in uh, yeah. like Miami. <laughs> I think was it, he's going to just start renting nearby warehouses wherever they're at. Oh, okay, okay, that makes That's more sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was just like teleporting around warehouses. Yeah, it's like Airbnb, but for warehouses. <laughs> warehouses. I live here now. <laughs> um, but I do love the fact that Jake Roberts still comes out and then he's just like, oh, why do I bother? He's just going to not listen to it anyway. Yeah, I'll just, uh, just wait right here. It's like, it's like, um, like Lance Arch is like that and um, like puppy you can't train. Like he just does whatever you want. And Jake's just like that frustrated on it going, what is the point? Just let him know. He'll come back eventually. He's just going to pee right there. <laughs> he'll come back eventually when he wants feed and he'll turn back up uh, yep. <laughs> I love it so much I miss Lance Archer being on Dynamo bring him back yep. <gasps> oh but my god him and Malachi Black they're, they're look, kids, fan- man. the fantasy booking can go on and on with Malachi Black I okay, mean, we, need to do, we need to do an episode on that because <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Top 10 matches that could possibly happen with You're limiting me to 10? Sorry. 75 possibly <laughs> matches that could happen with Malachi Black. Uh, that's 100 for that coming up, people. Yep. <laughs> I've just decided. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yep. So I, I would be interested to see. Uh, yeah, I hate, sorry, get, to get us back to the segment we were talking about. Yeah. If he does continue, like if he shows back up in AEW, if it's a way, you know, he got attacked by Lance Archer, if it's something mm. where, I'm not sure if this is a one-off or if, yeah, you know, Dan Lambert is such a good talker. Mm-hmm. To have him bring somebody in to face Lance Archer, like to defend oh him. And this yeah. is where Lance gets his win. It could, I'm not sure if he still has any with the impact, you know, he's done stuff. It could be somebody from Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be somebody from New Japan who's here in the states. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because they had the talked about the Forbidden Door being open with Lance the yeah. other day. So I don't know. I just I wonder if it's just a one off or if it's going to lead to to something. Something's going to happen with Lance Arch anyway with them yeah. comments yeah. that he made. So I'm also still not giving up on the Sting thing with Lance. I'm not giving up there. No, no, I'm not either. Still think. Still there. But but anywho. Um, 
So in our main event, we had We're the finally at the main event. <laughs> at the main event, we started this like seven hours ago. Seriously, um, we've we've talked about this show as long as it was on the air. I know it's written two and a half hours. We're gonna have to. Oh, there's gonna be some editing here. We can't have a two and a half hour podcast. So the main event was for the AEW World Tag Team Titles in a street fight between Penta and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks who are made for street fighting as they were trained on the main streets of Rancho Cucamonga, California. In this match, man, we had tables, trash cans, cool spray, thumbtacks, blue jean shorts. That's right, Oh, my God. dead blue jean shorts. They wore jorts, man. They wore jorts. They did. They looked amazing in those blue jean shorts. What? And uh, like bandanas, like oh, oh, oh my god! It was. Uh, they uh, they hit another. They hit another level tonight. This match, all kinds of toys in it. Uh, it was entertaining chaos. Um, and of course, the Good Brothers got involved. Cutler got involved as well. Frankie Kazarian, the Elite Hunter, even showed up. And tried to help Penta and Eddie, but he was taken out by the Good Brothers at one point. And ultimately, Eddie, with a mouthful of thumbtacks, a mouthful oh of thumbtacks, took a dual super kick from the Young Bucks, and the Bucks got the pin for the win and retained the AEW World Tag Team titles. But yeah, absolute crazy match to end the show. What do you think about it? Look. It's the Young Bucks in jorts, like. <laughs> Again, you know, with everything with him now, we talk more about their facial hair. I know. And what they're <laughs> wearing than we do their matches. But the problem, the problem is, is that he's like so in your face, like you can't help <laughs> but like notice it. No. It's not like they're trying to hide the fact that they're douches now. Like, it's literally that. Um, yeah. I, look, I love this. But the whole time I was watching it, and I know this is my fault, I'm 100% like gonna run up to this. But because we had the Mox announcement earlier in the like the night, I was generally going, Okay, so when's he coming out? When's he coming out? When's he coming out? <laughs> and then when I, I, I saw, that too. when I yeah. saw Frankie Kazarian, I went, Yeah, but is that Frankie Kazarian or is that John Mox? <laughs> oh, it's Frankie Kazarian. Okay, when's he coming out? And then like I realized, as like the time was going down on like um yeah, you know, like on the little like slide thing. I was like, oh, he's not coming out. I was just generally like, what? Why have I done Aww. that to myself? Like, I, I, ne- I never ever do that. I never anticipate stuff because this is what happens. Um, you yeah. get disappointed. So I was just what? like, why have I done that to myself? <laughs> but no, I loved the match. Look, they. Yeah. They were never going to win. We know that as a fact. No. But those moments when they did it so smart when the ref was meant to be counting or when, mm-hmm. they, meant, like, when they were tapping out, like that's how they managed to, like, they literally could have won. Yeah. But it's the books. So. Because, yeah. It was that point where you thought what Matt was going to tap, right? Yeah. And then Nick was on the top rope and he. He had a choice to make of what to do. Yeah. So he had a 450 splash on Rick Knox and took him out. <laughs> that was one of those moments where it looked like Penta and Eddie may win it. Just, yeah. yeah. You're right. They did those moments really well. Mm. Um, 
so now I'm at that point now where I'm like, okay, so that's that done. That's why I think like this whole John Moxley, Carl Anderson thing is around this storyline necessarily. Um, but I'm now just like, in my head, I'm just like, so when are we starting off the Santana and Ortiz little mm-hmm. angle for these titles? Because, yeah. you know, yeah. we're getting the hangman stuff. Your girl is waiting for the boys to get those belts. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta let the uh, proud, powerful go through FTR first. I know it's but coming though. It's coming. It's I, coming. I just feel like I'm a little impatient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like it's like AEW trying to distract me. Like, oh look, it's not like I Yay! And I'm just like, going, yeah, that's great. No. When I saw yeah. someone he's getting his tag belts. <laughs> we need him to get the tag belts and Adam Page to get the world title. Come on, guys, come on. And all will be right in the world. But hey, as as awesome as this show was tonight, and it absolutely was, listen to the card for Fighter Fest Night One from the yes. HEB Center in Cedar Park, Texas. And it's so yes, cool telling you where these shows are going to be because we knew where they were for so long. Yeah. And I can tell you it's somewhere else. It's somewhere else totally. It's in Cedar Park, Texas. So here are the announced matches. We have Yuka Sakazaki versus Penelope Ford. I am so looking forward to that match because yeah. Yuka is is. I'm glad she's back. She's so fun to watch, and Penelope just impresses me more and more every time I see her. So, uh, really looking forward to this. Even even without a story around it, the match itself, I'm just looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and we have Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Again, a lot of history built up there, so this should be a fun uh, match for the for this for a TV uh, TV match. Uh, we have Brian Cage, the machine Brian Cage, defending his FTW title belt against absolute Ricky Starks. Starks oh. making his in-ring in-ring return after his injury. This this is this could easily be a pay-per-view match. Like this is this is where I'm going with this card. Yeah. This could easily be a pay-per-view match. Um, we have John Moxley defending his IWGP United States title against Carl Anderson. He's back! Again, another match that's it's so big. And there's history between Moxley and the Elite. Super Elite. And he's back! Whatever you want to call him. And he's back, yes. She's not talking about Carl Anderson, because we just <laughs> saw him. She's talking about John Moxley. Yes. He's back! John Moxley's back. And another match that could easily be on the pay-per-view. Darby Allen versus Ethan Page in the first ever coffin match in AEW. Oh my god! Our assumption is this will close the show. Uh, who knows? It could be. It could be Cage and Starks. Could be Moxley and Carl Anderson for the IWGP US title. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Any three of those could close the show, but I think it's going to be Allen Page. Also, we're going to have uh, we're going to hear from Hangman Adam Page next week too. So. It will, be <laughs> it will be interesting to see what he has to say after his altercation encounter, whatever you want to call it, um, doing some cowboy against uh, against Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, as awesome as this show was next week, looks like it could be hard to imagine it being better. Uh, but it looks like from a storyline standpoint and from a match standpoint, this could be a bigger show. So we'll we'll have to see, but I am 
I, I'm just I'm I didn't think I could be more excited for this show than I was for the one we just. No. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm getting there. Um, I'm just getting giddy with each new dynamite just because we're going towards a new horizon. You know, it's it's yeah, so much fun stuff. It ahead. feels like AW has like started again. Mm-hmm. It's Hit the really reset weird. Button. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I want to is... apologize for everybody that my voice sounds horrific, but like I legitimately <laughs> did scream so much yesterday. <laughs> your your voice got Malachi. It did. It really uh. got like ruined. <laughs> uh, all right. Goodness. So w- we hope you enjoy this review. Uh, hopefully, yes. maybe somewhere close to as much as you enjoyed watching Dynamite. Because if it was anywhere <laughs> close to that, then we did a pretty good job. They hit a home run with this show. Hundred um, percent. But and don't I, and forget I will to- I will drink some honey and lemon and my voice yeah. should be back to normal for next week. Oh. Okay, please please try. Please try. <laughs> you you sounded fine though. Just a oh, little a little a little scratchy. A little scratchy. I sound so British um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> like you never sound British or something? <laughs> It's like me sounded. I sound so much like I'm from Alabama right now. <laughs> yeah, like you can't tell. <laughs> really? Oh my god. Oh, okay, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, don't forget to check out all of our uh, all of our content that we drop each week. We do dynamite reviews, uh, Q and A's, topic episodes, previews and reviews of pay per views. Every now and then we'll sneak in an interview, um, and we're going to be doing rampage reviews after August 13th when it debuts. So keep an eye out for all of that content that we put out on a weekly basis. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yeah, can. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye.